Jake Mansell with HJ Sports, and today we're going to go over our new sites within the Tetra line for 2022. So new for 2022, we actually came out with a new way to mount your scope housing to the infinite adjust bracket. No longer do you have to worry about your vertical adjustments uh, intertwining with the second axis adjustments. So as you'll see on the scope housing, uh, there's actually an additional brick. You can either mount that to the inside of the riser or to the outside of the riser. We recommend that for most traditional bows, you mount that to the inside of the riser and for any sort of sight that you're gonna mount in line with the bow to use the outside, just flip that around um, and mount it to the outside of the riser. So within each of the product categories, we have the Tetra Max, the Tetra, and then the Tetra LT. As always, our Tetra line of sights come in four different scope housing size options, an inch and three eighths, an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarters, and then also our four pin housing, which is an inch and three quarters. We also offer a 10 thousandths pin and a 19 thousandths pin for both single pin and four pin options. On the Tetra itself, we once again have micro adjustments as well as your macro gain adjustments for left and right. For your vertical adjustments on your Tetra bow sight, you'll want to use the screw right here on the infinite adjust rail and the screw below that. You'll just loosen those and slide it up and down. Another key feature on the 2022 Tetra bow sight is the integrated scope ring that has a built-in level. Another key feature on the 2022 Tetra Bowsight is the ability to take a 2500 Blue Burst light. This is an added on accessory, but you can actually put that on there to add light to your pin or to reduce light. With that, we also have mechanical rheostat, which is an exclusive feature to HHA on the Tetra line. You'll be able to turn in the rheostat if you want to dim the light, and then you'll also be able to turn it out if you want to let more light in. Also on our 2022 Tetra line bow sights, the Tetra comes in either a fixed frame, our Hunter Edition frame, or it comes on a four to eight inch adjustable dovetail. All HHA products are 100% made and sourced in the USA, and they carry a 100% lifetime warranty. For any more questions, please visit our website at www.hjsports.com. Hello, we're at the BATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we used with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens still has our momentum management compressible blade technology so the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed uh, in flight it's one inch by inch and a quarter another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like so swap the tip out get you 125 grains instead of 100 which is big with those western hunters and then it's really simple to lock back in place Roll those blades up, and then it's a click, and another click on the other side. It's completely set in, will not prematurely deploy, will not rattle free, solid containment, 100% deployment every time. So we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time. So that's what's new for VIP this year. 
Welcome back, guys. This podcast is brought to you by RPG Coffee Company, a veteran-owned and operated socially responsible coffee company born to support members of the military, law enforcement, and firefighting communities by donating 50% of their profits. The true secret to living is giving. And don't forget to join the RPG Coffee Club today. Don't wait until you run out. Stay ready to rock by having RPG Coffee delivered straight to your door each month with our coffee club. All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks of America podcast. I am your host, Jeff Vance, but this is the cooking edition. I have my friend, John Duffield, and he is going to talk about his recipe. I'm pretty excited about it. He's going to give me some pictures so this way everybody else can witness it as well. So, John, why don't you tell us about your venison recipe? All right. So I don't know if this is the wrong thing to do with the backstrap, but you're going to grind the backstrap up and make Burger pa- I'm just kidding. You don't grind the backstrap. Never grind the backstrap. <laughs> your, your face is like, are you kidding me? This is what we're doing right now? Yeah, I was a little, oh, it's no. like, what the heck here? It's like, this was the one you told me. No, so I, t- I take the backstrap. I take the, the, the widest piece of the backstrap, which is normally up at your shoulder blades. And um, I take it and I lay it down and I spiral it out. So I, I put, start cutting on one side and just kind of chopping it out. Once it's completely flat you, you don't not butterfly don't butterfly you want to actually spiral it out so just keep working it and rolling it out like a what did my wife call it like a cinnamon roll you know um using your knife and once it's flat out you want to you can tenderize it if you want just to kind of even it all out um then i mix cream cheese brown sugar worcestershire sauce jalapenos cooked already. So you saute some jalapenos and some onion, uh, dice them up, cook them up, and then mix it all in the cream cheese, the jalapenos. Um, Sometimes I'll throw in some cheddar cheese in there. And then I smooth it over top of the whole thing. Um, So now I have basically uh, your, your backstrap unrolled, and then you have this cream cheese, brown sugar, jalapeno popper topping on top of that. A little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, whatever, whatever floats your boat on that. Then I roll it up. I set my big, big game tip, right? Set your um, stove for double the amount of heat that you want your end result to be. So if I want a 130 inside, I'm going to go for a 260. And it sounds super low, but it's low and slow. We're going to do a reverse sear on it. So what I'll do is I'll wrap it up completely, roll it back up again, like a cinnamon roll, but as a log or a pumpkin roll, maybe. Um, And then I take a butcher twine and I bind it up like you would a roast, just do three or four, um, you know, wraps, depending on the size. And then I put it in a cast iron pan and I throw it in that 260 oven. 260 is normally the spot. Check it at 25, 35, and 45. And what you're looking for is you're looking for the internal temp to be around 130. That's that's kind of where I want to go. A little bit, depending where you like it, that's like that's going to give you a medium rare at the end. Uh, I just feel like, you know, I, I like bloody meat. I like rare, but I also like to be able to cut it and chew it and eat it. And this this is kind of one of those things where you kind of have to, don't overcook it, but medium rare is good. Uh, if you like less, then obviously scale it back 10 degrees below what you want it to end at. I pull it out. Now, the cheese should be melted. 
the meat should be at about 130 or 125, wherever you feel. Let it sit for 10 minutes. Once you sit it for 10 minutes, while you're doing that, if you have a turkey fryer, this is, this is very important. Take your cast iron and put it on the turkey fryer and crank the turkey fryer up to like as high as it can get to where your cast iron looks like the gates of hell. Once that happens, after your 10 minutes of resting, you're going to take your roll of venison goodness and you're going to put it in a dry, hot cast iron pan and you're going to roll it around and just get that good, crispy, crispy bits. It should be like, depending how hot it gets, I would say a minute and a half to two minutes each side. And I just roll it around till it's got a good crunch and it's got that good char on it and bring it back out, put it on the cutting board. And I do like a 10 minute rest on that. I kind of, I like to let it rest there because by that time the cream cheese kind of has too much, it's like too melty. So you want to let it rest a little bit and then cut it up. And literally my mouth is watering. Just think about it. We're going to have that tomorrow and I'll get your pictures for you. But yeah. That sounds amazing. Where did you, how did you come? Was this something you, you came up yourself or was this taught? So, so I, I married a woman who lets me hunt no matter what, but she makes stir fry. So I I like cooking. I I grew up in my mom's kitchen, my grandmother's kitchen. I like watching cooking. I, I enjoy the, the whole I think one of the coolest things that happen in the outdoor YouTube realm is these catching cooks where you get to watch people like do different recipes. And uh, I just looked at a jalapeno, almost like the dove popper that uh, your buddy did. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, like the piece of some dudes do like the deer heart instead of the dove and then wrap it in bacon. Um, yeah, but we just we like the stuffed, um, the stuffed, the uh, the roll, the backstrap roll. And uh, the, I know brown sugar kind of sounds weird, but it's definitely, it's the move because it's got the sweet, it's got the savory from the cream cheese, it's got the spice from the jalapeno. And it's, it's super important to cook those jalapenos prior. Otherwise you get, they, they're just not going to get cooked enough in the oven you to make them like soft and palatable. Otherwise you're just chopping. I mean, if you're a big fan of that weird texture, then rip go rip for it but everything's by sight like it, i couldn't give you any real measurements because it has to cover the cream cheese has to cover the meat the brown sugar just sprinkle it on i'll try to get some pictures of that and then the peppers i think we do like two or three of those and some onion maybe nice depending how we're feeling that night but dude it is it's is so good it's i'm so looking good. forward to it and even if you look like, yeah. the cream cheese like just do a silent video of it and this way, then we can we can grasp like how thick you put on it. If you can change up the angles and just just yeah. record it, and don't even put any sound to it. But this way, then we can we can see how much you put onto it and how you how you spread it out. And then, but the biggest thing is yeah. getting to like how long of a piece of backstrap do you you use to get so you can you can uh, create that a decent length, but also a, have a good structure when you turn into a cinnamon roll. Yeah. So like I would say. Georgia deer in Georgia deer, it's probably giving about six inches. It's kind of like where the rib cage stops. Okay. You know what I mean? And then, and then it kind of thins out a little bit and almost looks like a tender. That's pretty much about as far as you're going to get the two I'm making tomorrow. Uh, we took, we, we just had a, somebody shot bad, bad shot, spine shot. So we lost some of the backstrap. So I have two, five to six inch 
strips that I'm going to cut up and make into two individual rolls. Um, another way that you could cook it, like do that slow uh, cook process is in a smoker. We do that a lot. more often than not. We don't put it right into the, if I can put something into my smoker, I do it. <laughs> and my smoker, I could hold 260. So I'll hold that 260, but um, yeah, smoker first and then reverse sear and then sear at the end is probably it. Hands down, the best one of the best deer things you can do. Oh, that sounds and, amazing. And, and every yeah, and everybody that sits around it, like when we do this, it's normally like I was telling you, it's normally like a big feast. Like we do like different cuts and all our friends come over. But like when people come in, they see this uh it's almost like a pan is a pancetta where they do the pig and they wrap it up like the italians do that i you know think what I'm so I, I know what you're getting at i know i know what you're talking about i'm not sure if that's the right term with it yeah but yeah i think it's a pancetta but um it's almost like that and everybody comes in they just see this roll of cream cheese and spice and then i'll throw like some sea salt on top of it and okay. then even better yet another another big pro tip red wine so take Take that hot pan after you're done rolling everything in it. And if you if you like alcohol or you like cooking with alcohol, because it obviously doesn't have the alcohol content, let that pan cool down just a little bit and then deglaze it with any kind of dry red wine. And that will make this glaze that goes on deer like, oh, it's so good. Oh, it's man. So good. My mouth's watering again. <laughs> there you go. You oh. did it. Sounds like you you really have this down pat, man. It's like this is really inspirational. It's like I, I'm curious about this too. But I want to try this out. Uh, I won't be able yeah. to do it this weekend, but I want this is going to be one of the ones I want to give it a give it a shot, man. Well, yep. thank you again for coming on the podcast, John. You were a great guest, so I'm looking forward to talking to you in the future, man. For sure, dude. Thanks, thanks for having us. You're very welcome.